cab, I see that he is making a phone call. I map the road ahead in my mind. I've driven it so often that I know every pothole, kink, and curve. I take a deep breath, crunch the gears, and plunge blindly into the passing place I calculate is just to my right. The driver of a black car coming in the opposite direction has had the same idea, and we skim each other as we pass with a sickening screech of metal on metal. I accelerate. Let him chase me if he wants to make something of it. My left-hand mirror is wrenched from its casing and falls to dangle lifelessly at the side from a lone wire, like a severed limb attached to its body by a single vein. The retreating driver sounds his horn angrily, the Doppler effect making it drop a forlorn semitone as it continues in the direction of my house. The truck is between us, and it's too late to turn and see if the driver was alone or carrying a passenger— if it was a regular car or a taxi. I pick up my crazy pace. Only a speed camera, predicted by a luminous sign, persuades my foot to the brake. On the borders of the town, the scrubby roadside edges give way to narrow pavements, and trees thin out to accommodate houses, a pub, a gas station. Lampposts appear, imitation Victorian globes like a parade of tiny moons, and I realize with a corresponding lucidity that this is it. The event I have been expecting and dreading for a third of my life is finally here. It suddenly feels very hot inside the car. My hands are sweating inside my gloves, my eyes are dry, and my tongue is stuck to the roof of my mouth. I have given up so much and done so many terrible things already for the sake of my family— but I can only keep going. I don't know what is going to happen to us. I'm frightened, but I feel strong. I have the strength of a woman who has everything to lose. Chapter One I try to see the city through his eyes, It's only been ten years, but London has changed. Will he notice the subtle developments of the last decade? Does he register the lack of telephone boxes or the proliferation of Polish grocers? What about the plugged-in pedestrians with white wires connecting their ears to their pockets? The red circles on the road that welcome us into and usher us out of the congestion zone? I'm dying to know what he's thinking— His eyes, though, are fixed on the sycamore pods and leaves stuck under the windshield wipers. Running commentary has never been his style, but this silence is unnerving. Alice is talking enough for the three of us, a high-pitched stream of consciousness that spills from the back seat. She has made this journey from southeast London to our home on the Suffolk coast four times a year, every year of her life— She loves travelling home through town, preferring to inch through dirty streets rather than cruise around the highway, even though it adds hours onto our journey. I always save this route for a special treat, when her behaviour throughout our visit has been particularly good, or when she and Rex have found saying goodbye harder than usual. Sometimes I drive through town when I need to think— knowing that Alice's nose will remain pressed against the glass as the car crawls from suburb to inner city to suburb again, that the question she asks will be about what that man is selling or what that building is, 
rather than another discussion about why Daddy has to live so far away. But this afternoon's detour isn't at Alice's request. As we creep along Holloway Road, a favorite part of the journey, her focus is inside the car. She doesn't seem to mind her demotion from the front seat to the back. She ignores the Caribbean barber shop she loves to wave at and the metallic Space Age University building we saw being built, panel by shiny blue panel. We even pass the grimy cell phone store that holds such a strange fascination for her without the usual argument about when she will be old enough for her own telephone. We stop at a red light, and with a click and a giggle, she slides out of her seatbelt and squeezes between the driver and passenger seats. Her twiggy fingers weave in and out of Rex's hair, tugging it, massaging his scalp, shampooing it and revealing silver threads around his ears and temples.